not love the world, my brother. And do not love the many things that are within the world. All that's in the world, my brother. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life are not of love. Do not love the world, my brother. And do not love the many things that are within the world. All that's in the world, my brother. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, ooh, the pride of life. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, they are not of God. Whosoever is the child of God, is born of God, will overcome. Greater is he that is in you, than in the world, you'll overcome. Cause I'm living in this world, but I'm not of this world. And so if I am a child of God, I'm born of God, I'll overcome. And so if I am a child of God, I'm born of God, I'll overcome. Don't be friends with the world, my sister. Don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? All that's in the world, my sister. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, they are not of God. Don't be friends with the world, my sister. Don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? All that's in the world, my sister. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, they are not of God. Whosoever is a child of God, is born of God, he'll overcome. Greater is he that lives in you, than in the world, you'll overcome. Cause we're living in this world, but we're not of the world. And so if you are a child of God, you're born of God, you'll overcome. Oh, and so if I am a child of God, I'm born of God, I'll overcome. Greater is He that lives in me than in the world, I'll overcome. Cause I'm living in this world, but I'm not of this world. And so if I am a child of God, I'm born of God, I'll overcome.
Thank you so much for inviting us. Amen. I believe that God caused our paths to cross so many years ago because he knew what he was doing. Lady Pastor, we're happy to be with you and we just want to salute you. I think you should put your hands together for your pastors. Now, some of you, when I say put your hands together, you are looking at me as if you don't speak English or you don't understand what I'm saying. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. I also want to honor my spiritual father, Bishop Dark Heward Mills. Amen. Without him, I would never have known that I could preach. I would never have known that I had, I was called, you know. Yeah, he was the first person who preached the message. Many are called that I began to understand that I was called. Amen. And I also want to just honor my husband because if he hadn't released me to come, I couldn't have been here. Hallelujah. So put your hands together for Bishop Patrick Bruce of the Bantama Church. Amen. Wow. It's great to be with you. And I believe that God is doing something in this church. Yeah, so if you find yourself here and you are part of it, be part. Do you get me? Be part. Be part well. Sometimes you can be holding something, but you don't hold it well. But if you really want to get a blessing from something, hold it well. Are you getting me? Hold it and hold it well. Amen. Are you normally this quiet? Oh, I'm the stranger. That's why a stranger has come to the house. I don't know you to be quiet like that. The little I know. Ah, uh, so please push your neighbors. You better find some life. That's I don't know you like that. Uh -uh. Hallelujah. Well, the title of this conference is interesting: the art of ministry. Anything that they say the art of, it means it can be learned. The art of, the art of shepherding, means you can learn it. The art of following, it means you can learn it. Uh -huh. Amen? So the art of ministry means that ministry too is something that we learn. We learn how to do the things that God has called us to do. Amen? There used to be a time when people would think that, oh, if I just pray enough, it's okay. Uh-huh. Or if I just do one thing, is enough. No. It's more than one thing. It's more than one thing. Hallelujah. And most things that concern life is more than one thing. If you are going to eat and then you say that you just put one spoon, just one step. One step. So that the food is, how, how will it enter? So most things in life require many things to be done. And it's the same in the house of God and in the work of God. Amen. I was very excited to hear this morning. I, in fact, Rev, you tricked me. I didn't know you were going to continue the many are called. I would have been here earlier to hear it because this morning I really enjoyed what I heard. 
Yeah, I enjoyed it. He just gave a small taste, not knowing that you were waiting. <laughs> but you see, the amazing thing is that the Holy Spirit does not make a mistake. Because what the Spirit had downloaded into my spirit is a continuation of that message. Amen. It's a continuation of that message. Amen. Hallelujah. Many are called. Please tell your neighbor, you are called. Because you are more likely to be called than not be called. Uh And I think what I was happy about this morning was that Rev said that he is a teacher. If he wants, he has 100 students and he wants many of them to do something, he will not choose just five. And somebody said he will choose 90. Somebody said he will choose 80. That's many. And that's why I'm saying that it's more likely that you are called. Amen. Because God has 8 billion people to save. And he's not going to do it using 10 people. And he's not going to use it just, do it just using 100 people. No. So you are inside. Tell your neighbor you are inside. And that is why as we come in my first session with you, as I come to speak to you about the art of ministry, I want to go to that point. You see, because the Bible says in Matthew 22 and verse 14 that many are called. But the other part of the scripture says few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. Meaning that from the time when many are called to the time when we start working, some people fall out. Only a few end up doing what they should do. And for you to have a call and not fulfill the call, I think it would have been better that you didn't come. Yeah, yeah. If I, it's better not to be called and try to be called. Uh-huh. Because you are not sure. So you are just trying. Than to be called. And not. Hey. Are you in the house tonight? So what is happening? Why are many called yet few chosen? Why? Are you with me? You see, if you are here tonight... It's likely that you are among the called. Why am I saying so? Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the Bible says that for you see your calling, brethren, the thing that makes you begin to think you are called is something you see. Something you do. You see your calling. Are you here tonight? So you can see that you are called and it's making you do certain things. It was Jesus who taught us. Luke chapter 10, he said, pray to the Lord of the harvest. He said, the laborers, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. So this few is disturbing us. It's disturbing us. God has done his part. He has done the calling. Now, what is happening? Why is it that he's not getting many people? Why are they I believe that there's a story or there is something that will help us. And I'm sharing this message to you from a book by Bishop Dad called The Art of Ministry. The Art of Ministry. And I would advise you to get it. Yeah. Because in these few days, we can only touch on one or two things. But when you see a book, get it and eat the book. Stay by it. It will give you more things that you, for you to be able to understand. Are you with me? But in this book, 
I begin to see a picture, or it draws my mind to a picture, which I believe answers this question, why only few are chosen. We choose a lot of people to go to school. Free SHS. So a lot of people have gone to school. But by the time another academic year is starting, only some 20 or 30 percent are in school. Why? Why? The reason is because of tests. Tests. If there's no test, pass will be 100 <laughs> percent. But there are tests on the way. And the Old Testament tells us a lot of things which are pictures for the New Testament. So please, if you are here, you are saying, I only read the New Testament. I don't like the Old Testament. It has passed. You are like somebody who doesn't know that the room you are in, there's a foundation under. Uh The Old Testament is that foundation under. Uh The Old Testament is the foundation under. Amen. This building, it had no foundation. We can't be here. When the wind blows, people will start running outside. Yeah. So the Old Testament has a lot of pictures. A lot of things that when you stop and you take a look, you begin to understand a little more of what God wants and begin to understand the faith that we say we have. And so there's a story in the Bible that if we are able to go there, true story, by the way, it's a true story. It will explain or show us a little bit of what is going on and why even though we are called we can easily not end up not answering that call are you here tonight yeah and as we look at it it will explain something to us tonight i'm sharing a message that i call escape from pharaoh escape from pharaoh If that is too complex for you, you can call it secular work versus ministry work. (laughs) Secular work versus ministry work. What is it that is making us, when we say ministry work, your ministry is anything you are doing for the Lord. Is that okay? Anything that you are doing for the Lord. Let's explain it simply like that. So the Old Testament is giving us a lot of pictures. And why do I call them pictures? Because it's like a story. But if you take your time and read it, and if you ask the Lord to explain something to you, you will see a little bit more in the story. Now, we learn from the Bible that the children of Israel landed in Egypt. How many of you know that story? Some of you, Sunday school, when they tell you to go to church, you know, then they give you offering, then you go and use it to buy wachi. Then you'll be playing outside, so you didn't hear the story. Go and read it as your homework. But let us begin our story in the book of Exodus. Where the children of Israel found themselves in a bad place. They had been in Egypt for many years. Because it was the design of God that had brought them there. But whatever the case may be, things had changed. And in Exodus chapter 1, I'm reading from verse 8. The Bible says there arose a new king over Egypt which knew not Joseph. So Joseph was somebody who was a child, I mean, from Israel, and he had saved the Egyptians and he had saved the Israelites as well. 
God had used him. And because of that, they had lived together for many years side by side. But a time came when a king arose who didn't know what he was supposed to know. And he now had a different mind. So what did he say? He said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on. Let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it come to pass that when they fallen out in a war, they join unto our enemies and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pitom and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor. With rigor means that hard labor. Now, what is interesting about this story? If for a moment you will allow us to make an analogy, a comparison. Let us compare Pharaoh to Satan. Let us compare Egypt to the world. That's why our sister was singing about the world. Don't be in the world. And let us compare the children of Israel to the people of God. And if we begin to do that way, that we'll see a certain picture coming out. Hallelujah. So Pharaoh is Satan, or like Satan. Are you there? And he had you some time ago. He had you. Just like how... Please, can I come down? Is it allowed? Oh, is it allowed? I can come down. Okay. So, Pharaoh is like Satan. Some time ago, you were an unbeliever. How many of us were unbelievers before we found Christ? Some people, your hand is down. So, you there, you arrived as an angel from heaven. Sure. When you come to church and they say do something, do some. What is that? Rev, nowadays I'm noticing that this generation, they want to carry us back to Orthodox Church. We will not go. It's a charismatic church. And in a charismatic church, we take part in the service. Uh-huh. So those of you who come with your primpro, what When they ask you to pray, they say, we don't like that. <laughs> are you here? Because you are thinking that you are mature. What you don't know is that you are backsliding. Yeah. It's not maturity. It's backsliding. It's backsliding. Yeah. It's backsliding. Mm. <laughs> and they didn't know. You thought you were being diplomatic. That now you have grown. It's not that you have grown. You are growing cold. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's not an orthodox church. It's a, please, it's a charismatic church. Your pastor is very charismatic and his wife. So I don't know. Hey. Meanwhile, we have just started. Though, so far. We have just begun. Anyway. So Pharaoh is Satan. He had the children of Israel in bondage. He made them work hard he made them do what he wanted them to do and when we are unbelievers that is how it is don't forget oh, how you used to be under satan if i ask you a question which of you here you like headache headache 
You like it. Let me see your hand. All of us don't like, he- how many of we don't like headache. We don't like it. We don't like it. So how come when you were under Satan's bondage, you would drink her? Then you will vomit. How many of you like vomiting? After you finish vomiting, your head is paining you for the next how many hours? Hangover. And then the next weekend, you go and do the same thing. It's because you are in bondage. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. It's because of a bondage. It's a bondage. So even though you don't like the headache, even though you don't like the you find yourself doing the same thing. So that's why I'm just showing you how we were in bondage. Some of you, you have forgotten. That's why nowadays you have stopped preaching to other people to release them. But the truth is that Satan does not want to let you go. Pharaoh did not want the children of Israel to go. Amen? And in Exodus 13 verse 15, the Bible says that Pharaoh would hardly let us go. And we imagine, we are thinking that we are safe. So we think it's okay. But I need us to understand that he didn't want us to go and he still does not want us to go. Still. It's still like that. And so the same way the children of Israel had to battle their way out, we also had to battle our way out. And usually it's because somebody prayed us through. Somebody shared the gospel with us. That's why we got saved. I wonder when the last time was that you shared the gospel with somebody. If we check your soul's account this week, this year, how many souls have you won? Or you'll be telling Jesus that, oh, COVID didn't he? Because of COVID. Hmm. Are you there? In Exodus chapter 5 and verse 2, Pharaoh was saying, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. You see, the same kind of proud speaking that Satan has. I will ascend to the top. I will be like the most high. So the first thing is that he does not want you to be saved. Now, by the grace of God, you have become saved. Does it mean that he has let go? Let's go to Exodus chapter 5. Sorry, Exodus 8 and verse 25. The Bible says that Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Go ye, sacrifice to your God in the land. In other words, accept Christ if you will, but stay here with me. And that's why we have Christians who are Christian all right, but they are living like unbelievers. Because Satan says, stay here with me. That's why in our churches, we are in church and we are believers, but the thieves are also here. Some may even have come to church today. Don't quarrel with me. Just leave your phone on the chair and go outside and come. Just leave it. 9 p.m. You let's go and come. Will you find your phone there? Somebody will come for it. That person is walking around that man and some have given their life to Christ. But as they have come, the Bible says that Pharaoh said, look, this God that you want to serve, eh, serve him, but serve him here. Don't go anywhere. Don't change anything. And there are some of us who have given our lives to Christ, but nothing has changed. How you were is how you are. The guy you are living with who has not married you, you are still there. 
the girls that you are always moving around and sleeping with, you are still on it. The line that you used to lie, you are still on it. Nothing has changed. You're dressing. Oh, let's not go there. Let's not go there. You dress like a child in the world because even though you have given your life to Christ, you are trying to serve him in the land. You are trying to stay where Satan is and you are trying to serve God there. That is why though you are called, you are not among the chosen. Because when, you, when that happens, you are actually quite helpless. You're quite helpless. You have been watching pornography, sir. When you wake up and say, let me go and invite my friend. Let me talk to her about Jesus and bring her to church. As soon as you open your mouth to go and say, then the devil will mind you. Yeah. <laughs> you are saying what? <laughs> you, are, you are talking to who? Are you not the one who was watching? You have just used all your data to be watching things. You see, some of you have made your face like you are very holy. You are the ones who worry me the most. Mm. this your holy face does not it doesn't, it doesn't frighten me usually they are the worst hey mm. yeah yeah <laughs> are you there you were about to come and join the choir to sing but as you were climbing you saw him he said, let me just, Pastor, I, I don't like the choir again. It's not that you don't like the choir. You see, because you are trying to serve God in the land and behaving like an unbeliever, the devil is accusing you every day. So as you're about to go, he's, mm, I've lost my voice. I can't sing today. It's not that you have lost your voice. <laughs> If you stay in the land with Pharaoh, he will beat you every day. For as long as the children of Israel were in the land with Pharaoh, he was beating them every day. Every day they had to carry blocks. Every day they had to build pyramids. Every day they had to work until they collapsed. They had no energy. They had no strength with which to serve God. And some of us who are out there, you are a born again Christian alright. But you are staying together with Satan. You are still doing the things you did before. And so therefore, comma, you have no strength. You have no energy. You have no power. You have no ability. You can't do what you want to do. You are still staying with Pharaoh. You are still staying with Pharaoh. Pharaoh is the one telling you when you can come to church and when you cannot. Hmm. Yeah. That he has told you. Even that's why you are a born again Christian. But Sunday, you only come to church on Sunday. Born again Christian. Born again Christian. Meanwhile, in Acts chapter 2, the born again Christians, they were meeting every day. When there was no church service, they would gather in the house. They would break the, 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 the word. Then they would break bread. All the time they were together. But today, child of God, Christian like you, Hebrews 10.25 says, let us not forsake the gathering of ourselves together as the habit of some is. And you are part of the habit of some is. 
And the reason is that you are trying to be a Christian in Pharaoh's land. Are you in the house? So, it's not that you don't love God, though. It's not that. But somebody is in control. I can tell you, I can tell you that the enemy will not make it easy for you to go. He will not make it easy. Have you not seen how difficult it is to have your quiet time? I asked you a question. I said, can you not see how difficult it is? Quiet time, brah. Up to today, you have been a Christian for 24 years. Still, you are struggling over quiet time because you are still living in the land of Pharaoh. You never left. You never left. Take us to Exodus chapter 10 and verse 10. By this time, the battle was on. They were trying to leave. But Pharaoh said something that I find so revealing. Exodus 10, 10, please. Exodus 10, 10. I find it very revealing. Do you have it in the New Living Translation, NLT? If you can go there for me. If you have that version, go there for me. That was... He doesn't have it. Let me read it from my Bible. Okay. Because I want to show you something that is explained better there. Pharaoh answered. You see, this time they are bargaining with him. We want to leave. The Lord will certainly need to be with you if I let you take your little ones. I can see through your evil plan. Never. Only the men may go and worship the Lord since that is what you requested. Pharaoh threw them out of the palace. Are you seeing it? The Lord will need to be with you. It's, a, it's like when that I will let you take your little ones. It says never. Only the men may go and worship. Only the men. That's why in many places only the men only the men. Yeah. Sometimes they go to church and they leave the children in the house. Do you know what's going on in the house as you have come to church? Then you say, oh, it's not like that, you see. Yeah, they'll be going to school. So I want them to sleep. I came to inform that they're not sleeping. They're not sleeping at all. They're not sleeping. They have found where you keep your porno. And they are watching it. Every day. Yeah, I'm just sharing something with you. Hmm? Or they have gone to the neighbor's house. Where there's some house girl there. Who is sleeping with the guys. With the boys. And they will initiate your children. Who you have left. Or you have come. You have come to church. You have left your child in the house. What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? Pharaoh said, your little ones, never. Never. Because he knows that if he loses you, but he has your child, you will come back. You will come back. You will come looking for him. 
we became Christians, there was nowhere for the children to worship. We brought them with us. We brought them with us. We brought them to all night. Now you say there are mosquitoes in the church. Now, Ufier, there's no mosquito in your house. Pastor, what are you saying? But they are children, they have to sleep. I said they are not sleeping. They are not sleeping. Their eyes are open like this. It's when they hear that daddy is coming. That's when they run and go and sleep. They are not sleeping. So please bring them to church. Bring them. <laughs> bring them to church. We used to have a place in the church. When we come for all night, we just put the mattresses. As they fall asleep, put them there. Put them there. As they are sleeping, cry the kababo, hiba tandalaba sakabo, yeah. It will be sucking some demons trying to worry them. Yeah. But this verse, as I was reading that scripture, it jumped at me. I said, ah! No wonder. No wonder. Yeah. I'm a pastor of young people, so I see it. I see it. I hear the, the, the parents' arguments, and I see their children. Unfortunately, Pastors were like doctors. I can't tell you what your child told me. Yeah. But I watch and I see how the mother has organized classes for the daughters with the teacher and gone. And the teacher has initiated her children. And she doesn't know. Hey, Reverend. Reverend, I tell you. And I've started, I wondered, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Every single homosexual I have counseled, every single one of them, every single one of them, and believe me, I've been a pastor for 23 years of young people, so I've met quite a number. All of them, they were initiated in the secondary school. All. All, not in the university, in the secondary school. Yeah, in the secondary school. You are very quiet now. Mm. Uh, I thought you said you, your children, they are salt and they are goats. We are leaving them in the house. You don't know what's going on. That is why this scripture troubled me. It worried me. Yeah. So because you don't know what they are doing. I was there when a pastor's wife, she was boasting about her daughter. The daughter is very good, very clever. As she was talking, I was looking at her. Because Rev, I went to remove her daughter from under some boy. She seduced the boy, not the boy seduced her. I passed it out. She had no clue. She was posting about the child. Meanwhile, that was a typical house where the parents went to church and left the children in the house. And her, her, her pretense, perfect. Perfect. Perfect pretense. Hey. I wonder why you are quiet this night, but okay. Nefani, sir, I'll take it like that. <laughs> I'll take it like that. You want your child to follow God. Bring your child to church. From the day child in the church, the child is born. Stay in the house just two weeks, three weeks. If it's CSV, there for a month. When you finish, get to church. Stop this rubbish telling me that you have to be in the house for three months. Meanwhile, you are going to funeral. Meanwhile, you are going everywhere. You are going to the market. You are going to party. You are going to the church. It's where you don't come. But let's be serious. 
and let them be in the house of God from their birth. From their birth. When they say they are going on camp, if you know that it is your pastor, you t- they must go. They must go. We don't have money. Find the money. I'm pleading for the lives of the children, I tell you. Find it. Send them. Let the word of God drench them. Hey. Anyway, that one, I don't know. I had not planned to say it, but it has come, so. No, it's true. I'm not sure why, but yeah. Are you in the house? I have three sons. All of them are pastors. Two of them are married. And the two who are married are married to female pastors. But it's not by leaving them in the house. That's what I want you to understand. You can't carry food to church. Carry the food. Sunday, we are all in the church. We are watching. <laughs> hey! Are you in the house tonight? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Pharaoh would hardly let us go. When he loses you, because you have given your life to Christ, it's your child who is next. He fought them. He said, oh, the men there, you can go. You can go and serve your God. Because he knew that if they had done it, they would just last one generation. They would just last one generation. And that's why Moses said, we are not going. It's all of us or none. All. From today, your whole house. I say your whole house. Some of you don't have children yet, but you have come to church and you have left your siblings in the house. Your sisters, your brothers, your cousins, your parents. When last did you pray about them that God will bring somebody their way? It is true. Sometimes when you are witnessing to them, they won't listen. But when last did you pray that God will bring somebody their way who will witness to them so that they receive Christ? Go with your household. Go with your household. Everybody. Yeah. The whole house. We're not leaving anybody for somebody. Hey. If you are called, you are called with your household. I say you are called with who? With your household. Pray until they give their lives to Christ. Pray until each one is met by somebody along the way. Don't let go of it. Sometimes when you have been standing there for a few years, preaching and they've been laughing at you, you want to leave it. Don't leave it. Don't leave it. Let's continue. I'm talking to you about many are called, a few are chosen. And I'm telling you why, even though many are called, only few get through. One, because it's not easy. Satan will not easily let you go. Pharaoh will not let us go easily. Two, because when he realizes that you have accepted Christ, he says, you worship him right here, right here. You just be here. Don't go anywhere, just be here. Keep your life how it was and just be here. How you used to do your things, going to you go to church once a week, just be here. I will allow you to go to church just once a week. Ask your neighbor, how many times do you go to church in a week? Uh, I say, ask your neighbor. <laughs> Some of you, they don't chase you. Oh, so full. Hey, my boy. Hey. When you knock on the door, they say, who that? Who that? You or who visits you? Awenya. Church, you has sent somebody to come and call you. You say, who that? <laughs> hey! 
Anyway. <laughs> so, the children of Israel were still bargaining. Moses said, no, no, no. We are going with our children and everything. We are going. So, after a while, Pharaoh began to see that he is under pressure. Take us to Exodus chapter 8 and verse 28. I've almost finished my preaching for today. But, <laughs> Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far away. <laughs> you see, you have given your life to Christ. Okay. You say you and all your people, you have given your life to Christ. Okay. But don't do it too much. Don't go too far. Don't go too deep. Just, just, That's why when you devote yourself to coming to the house of God, they start to ask you, why? Are you the only Christian? Aden. Won't cry every day. You alone. Every day. Church, church, church. Why? Hey, we a baby too much. The interesting thing is that other Christians agree. Because they don't realize that they are agreeing with the devil. And so today, we have the kind of Christian who says, let me serve God, but I will do half and leave half. I will do only parts. And when they see somebody, tonight I am contending for you to become alive in God. Alive in God. I'm contending for you to go and look for your first love that you had for God. When you have first love for God, you can't wait to be in the house. You can't wait for the door to open. You cannot wait for the next choir rehearsal. But nowadays, when the choir rehearsal is at two, you come at four. If at all. Mm. It's true. You say, what they are doing is too much. <laughs> it's too much. What is this every Friday all night? Every Friday all night? Every Friday all night? Adding. Why? We have other things. Why? We don't have anything else to do. Well, what about family? I need to spend some time with my family. I mean, what is that? You don't understand it. You don't understand that you are falling into the whole Satan as that. He said, go, but don't go far. Follow Jesus, oh, but don't go far. Follow Jesus, oh, but don't go deep. Just do, just, just here. You say you are a woman. Women don't pray like that. Yeah. One of our lady pastors, she was a leader of prayer. When I say was, she has not fallen down, but she has been transferred, so she's no longer in Kumasi. And she would lead the prayer. She would lead it. I remember one time we were at a camp. About 850 of us. And the lights went out. And she stood on the stage. No microphone. And she led in prayer. And we could hear her. And we could hear her. At the time, she was not married. And you should have heard the Christians. Hmm? Women don't do this. Women don't talk like that. That's why she's not married. 
The brothers don't like. I thank God that God has shamed all of them because today she's married with a child. Yeah. Today she's married with a child. She's my husband's same. Husband is all. Yes, she sent him a text on Sunday. She had just the church that she's in now. She's in one of our churches in Accra. Seven buses of people. That's what she brought to church. Yeah. Stop giving yourself excuses that are not excuses. Stop it. That, oh, because, because I'm a girl, I can't go far. Because I'm a young boy. If you're a young boy, you cannot go far. Who should go far? The old men. Please, oh, those are, we are tired. If I start walking and you start walking, who can go further? Hey, it's a question I'm asking. Many of us don't want to go deep. But I came to share with you that when things become extreme, your answer must be extreme. Jesus came to defeat Satan. It was an extreme situation because the enemy could take everything away. He could get everybody. Jesus answered with an extreme answer. He answered with the last color, his blood. When he poured it, oh, you don't play cards, eh? Hello? When you are playing spa, you don't play spa. Be playing, play there, bring him, bring him. There's some of his last color. He puts it there. King, then you are standing. He doesn't know that you are holding A. That's A. So Satan was doing, doing, doing as if he had taken over the world. Then Jesus came. An extreme answer to an extreme situation. The enemy had done things. Jesus came, he preached. The enemy had done things. Jesus came, he taught. The enemy had done things. Jesus came, he healed. Just when Satan was beginning to believe that, it was okay with him. He was beginning to believe that now I'll get everybody. Jesus pulled out last card, his blood. When you put it down, nobody could say anything again. Yeah. Last card. When things get extreme, you don't become soft. Some of us have become soft though. Too soft. Wow. My Rev, I'm happy to see you. Good evening. <laughs> happy. It's a blessing. Are you in the house with me? Ask your neighbor, are you one of the soft ones they are talking about? That's why when they call uh, fasting and prayer, you don't come. Hey, you are very quiet, oh. quiet in this moment, I won't lie to you. It's all part of the softness. Yeah, it's all part of Can you imagine children of Israel, they have to go around Jericho and they are walking like this, walking. <laughs> Check yourself. Hey. Amen. Don't go far. Just here. And many of us are not going far. You want to serve God? You got to go far. You want to answer your call? You got to go far. When your pastor or your calls a meeting in your church and he says that there is a conference, take your face and go to your boss and get time off and be at the meeting. You are looking at me like I came from another planet. But you see, you are able to get that permission to go to a funeral. 
for your mother's sister's brother's uncle's brother's daughter. That one cry you're able to get permission. But as soon as it comes to church, Pastor, I have to go to work. He knows that you have to go to work. But you see, there is no place on the timetable where they have written, you can serve God now. There's no time like that. The only time to serve God and the only time to worship God that you will find is the one that you take. And I'm sick and tired of Christians who want to serve God according to convenience. When it's convenient, I will do it. When I have to pay a price, I will not do it. The price is to take your face, your own face, and go to your boss and say, boss, please, I need some three days. And boss, do you think he will smile? He will not smile. But you are also not smiling. <laughs> Extreme with it. Boss, please, I need you. Let me lay it down first of all that you are a good worker. When you are a slip here, you don't have a leg to stand on. So normally you work properly. Then when your God is calling you to do something, you take your face. And you go, please, can I have a few days? No. Go back and pray. Come back and ask. Go back and pray. Come. Oh, yes. And if you are determined, I tell you, you'll be okay. You'll get it. But now with these Christians, you want to serve God in your free time. We don't serve God in our free time. We serve God when he says, do it. Not in our free time. Right. Hmm. The church has become nicely quiet. No problem. I'm just showing, I'm just pushing your bodies. How far will you go? Some of you, if they don't pay you, you won't do. Or if they don't pay for you, you won't go. We're going for a camp, so we must pay for you. Otherwise, you will not go. There's a game in your eyes. How grow will we do so? <laughs> Take your money. That's why David said that I will not give to God something that has cost me nothing. You see, I'm showing you why you are called, but you are not chosen. When you are chosen, you will make a way to be there. Did you hear me say make a way? Not that the way will be there for you to walk in it. You make the way. You make the way. You make the way. You are able to take your leave and go to your hometown. So why can't you share that leave and leave some of it for programs like this? I, I see the same thing in my church. So I'm, I'm confronting the same issue there. Yeah. And I'm putting it to you that it is because your love of God has become cold. When your love of God is hot, nobody needs to argue with you about some things. Well, I have some friends, they are pastors today. But when they were in school, one was at KNUSD, the other one was at UCC. The guy will get up. In those days, STC will go once from Kumasi to Cape Coast and back. The guy will get on this um, bus, hmm, sit on the bus, five hours to Cape Coast, get down UCC gate, run to the ladies' hall. I just called to say, I love you. Are you okay? Is everything well? Charlie, I didn't see you. I just came. Here this. I'll see you later and run back 
and jump on the return bus. Five hours. Five hours. Because when you are in love, nowhere is too far. Nothing is too much. He sat down. Ten hours of travel. Yeah. But when your first love is dead, when your first love is you say, oh. Hmm. Uh, the road is dangerous. COVID means When your love for God is dead, that's when you have an excuse. I can't come because of my work. I can't come because of my child. I can't come because of my wife. I can't come because of my husband. No, it's none of the above. You are trying to serve God. But you don't want to go far. But you don't want to go far. Hey. Yeah. And you see, Pharaoh would have been okay with that. Pharaoh would have been okay with that. He would have accepted it. And Satan is happy every time you don't come because you say you are at work. Maybe you didn't know God gave you the job. Maybe you didn't know. Maybe you don't know that he just has to say and it's gone. Maybe you don't know. That's why you are worshipping it instead of him. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody. Many are called. Few chosen. Because it is few who will say that I'm going to do what God asked me to do. No matter the cost, I will do what God asked me to do. Yeah. I will do what God asked me to do. Exodus chapter 10. Hey. Exodus chapter 10. Verse 24. Exodus 10, 24. Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye, serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be stayed. Let your little ones also go with you. You see, Pharaoh is now under pressure. And you must put Satan under pressure. If you want your call to come forth, you must put him under pressure. Under pressure. I have not always been a full-time pastor. I also had a job. But I will put him under pressure. I was in a job that we used to travel every week. Tuesday to Friday. Tuesday to Friday. Every week. Then after a while, they said Monday to Friday. So they'll come and say, we are traveling on Sunday. I said, please, maybe you are traveling on Sunday, but I cannot. And I was not the boss. And every time they say, you see, if we don't go on Sunday, we'll get there. I said, please, with all due respect, I cannot be there. Please, you take the lead. I'll come. And I'll travel through the night. Like the grace of God, he always kept me. And by Monday morning when they're waking up, I'm there. After a while, my boss was actually a very good man. After a while, when he realized I would not back down, then he began to say, we'll leave a door on Monday. We'll leave, we'll leave a door. We'll leave a door. Yeah. So now, here is Pharaoh. You see that Pharaoh is now backing down. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. The reason why he is interfering with your service of God is that you have not resisted. 
When you start to resist, he will move. He will move. So he says, now he says, you can go and serve the Lord. Then he says, your children too, they can go with you. But your flocks and your heads. As you are going, don't take your money. Don't pay your tithe. Don't do those offerings. The pastors are trying to cheat you. Leave your money with me. Don't give offering. Rather, take a loan and take another loan to pay the first loan and take a third loan to pay the first and the second loan. But as for this place that you are, don't put your money. Pharaoh, you are here. You know that you should type. You don't type. What's wrong with you? Oh, one time I told my church member, I said, you see, the Bible says that when you don't tithe, you are under a curse. I said, I cannot lay my hands on you. If I lay my hand and the curses are about to land on you, it will find me. I, I will not, no, 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 no. <laughs> Life is difficult enough without me coming to carry your part of the curse. No, 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 please. Please, please, please. I can pray for you, but I will not, no. What God has cursed, I'm coming to bless it. Let your flocks and your heads be stayed. So go into the, go and do whatever you say are going with your, your, with your God. Take your family members with you. Do whatever you say, but your money. <laughs> what you use for your living, leave it here. That's why you don't pay tithe. That's why when your pastor is raising offerings, you say, As I mean, I pay. Please, if you pay your tithe, it's not you that I'm talking to. Mr. He the one that the cap fits, let them wear it. Okay? Yeah. And that is why some of you are confused. You see unbelievers come and write about tithing on Facebook and you, a believer, you are confused. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? What's wrong with you? The person who is writing is, does not believe. Clearly, he will not be blessed. You, what is leading you? Bring all the tithe into the house and test me and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour down an overflowing blessing. Have you tested him to see? Or you are just following unbelievers, foolish WhatsApp messages? Hey, you are quiet tonight. Oh. Hmm. Father, help me to preach. <laughs> help me to preach. <laughs> I'm asking you a question. Where does your money go? You are saving your money in a bank. Are you serious? <laughs> are you really serious? Please. I'm not saying don't do the logical things. There are some things we do. Easily. That's not what I'm saying. But I would rather give a, a seed in the house of God. Because for me, that's a sure banker. That's a sure banker. And today when we went to church, they said that we should not save our money. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm saying that when the time comes, so when there's a convention, for instance, conventions are used to sow seed. Prepare it even before you come. Lord, this convention, talk to me. Because it is our seed sowing time. That's how I paid my children's school fees. That's how we paid it. Yeah. Every convention from around me, we sow. This seed. Because we had put them in a school. They had landed in a school we had never dreamt of. 
We never dreamt of it. But we realized that it was something that had to happen. It's a long story. God never let us down. He never let us down. They never sacked them because of stupidness. Meanwhile, it was hefty fees. Today, when I think about it, I shiver. I'm like, ah, hey, how? And we paid it. You are paying your child's school fees by loan. How are you going to survive? You are not even finished. Then the next uh, semester is coming. You have not even finished. Then you are something gets spoiled. You have to prepare. Because you have given your money to Pharaoh. He will use it well. And you will suffer hard. I don't like what you are saying. You don't have to like it. It's just that's the truth. <laughs> you don't have to like it. That's all. I'm just sharing the truth with you. I'm showing you why many are called, but few are chosen. When you are among the called, you are called together with your money. Yeah. You come with your money. Not minus your money. No. No. This church, as we are building, building, it's your money that must build it. Talk loans. As the time came in my church, we have now done the structure. We had doors. You see that the doors are a lot. The doors are a lot. And I challenged them. I said, put your money in there. The day that there is a problem in your house, come and hold your door. And say, God, I call you to account. This door, I paid for it. I paid for it with my sweat. I paid for it with my pain. Today, I am holding the door I paid for. And I'm calling you to account. Lord of hosts, I need you. I need you. Hold him by his word. He know the fear. Oh, just remind him. He says, come, let us reason together. Just remind him. Just need you to remind him. Amen. Enter the house. The one place that you must sow a seed with strength is in the house of God. And what if the man of God chops up? You know something? That's between him and God. I mean, I don't mind at all. I'm not saying walk outside and just throw it on the wall. But what I'm saying, if you are here, it's because you trust the man of God who is here. If you are in another church where any of the um, orchestra men of God are, it's because you trust. So trust. That's why it's between them and God. You have done your part. God has received it. God is the one who blessed you. God is the one who make a way. And the thing is that until you do, you cannot fully answer your call because something will keep bringing you back. Something will keep bringing you back. They should go. They should take their children. And they should leave their money. So that how would they eat? So that how would they live? How, how would they do anything? And you see, we are coming to a place now where God is calling us to account. The doubt and fear in the church is too much. When I say the church, I'm talking about the body of Christ. It's too much. It's too much. Choose ye this day who you will serve. If God is God, serve him. If the world is your God, serve it. Then you shouldn't be here. But if you are going to go into God, go in and go deep. 
Go in and do what? Go deep. Does it mean you will never cry? <laughs> Make me laugh. Of course, you will cry sometimes. But I would rather cry on the side of God than cry without God. Will He take things from you? Of course, He will. But when He takes it, tests it, and brings it back to you, He will bless you with it. Many are called, few are chosen. Why? Because one, Herod, does not want you to go. Two, if you go, receive Christ. He says, save, save. Just be how you are. Don't change. Three, if you will change, go. But don't go deep. Don't go deep. Don't become too extreme. These extreme people who, they will be shouting and they will be praying for days and they will be fasting. What is that? What kind of life is that? Don't, they, don't you know that we can get ulcer from the fasting? They are lazy people. They will not work. Hey, they should come and do our work some and see. <laughs> they organize program and work in this. They think we are mad or what? We're not mad at all. But when you follow God, recently, I knew that God had spoken to me about the Art of Evangelism Conference. I knew he had spoken to me. So we did it. Against great odds. Odds of expense, odds because COVID was now passing. Friend, as I am looking at the fruits of that conference, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I am looking at ordinary young men and young women, ordinary people who have never preached crusade before. They've gotten up, they've come to the pastor, they are in charge of and said, Pastor, I also want to try the crusade sound. I also want to try the crusade. After a few weeks, I was led to take the same this same conference to Tamale. So I went up to Tamale. We had the same conference. I can read to you a text that I just got from one of our missionaries there. He's in the Tatale area. He sent me a text two days ago. He was sending me the picture. He said, Mommy, now our total number of um, um, crusades is 20. He said, 750 souls have been won. We are starting 10 branches. From that one, from that one, yeah, from that one. In my own church, a young man, very hardworking. He was an usher. Who is the head usher here? Just wave at me. Head usher. God bless you. Your work is hard. He was an expert at carrying chairs and sweeping floors. After the conference, when he heard that people were going to do <laughs> crusade, he sent me a text. I want to do some. I want to do some. You see, you need to understand where this boy is coming from. You see. From inside that. You understand what I'm saying? Even the way, when his temper comes in life. Hey. But now you have come to the place where you want to preach. I watched his crusade on Facebook. I was crying like a baby in my room. Because as he stood there preaching, Am I lying or is it true? The spirit of God just came over this boy. And he preached like a house on fire. I watched him win souls. Who knows what God has planned for you? Who knows what the plan is? Who knows how far he's going to take you? You will never know until you answer the call and answer properly. My prayer tonight is that you are going to move from just being called to be chosen.
May you be one of God's chosen people. Yeah. May you be one of God's chosen people. Tomorrow I'll share with you some of the things he will call you to do. Yeah. But when he calls you, answer the call. Answer. Answer. And when you are going, go fully. With your children. With your wife. With your, please, if you are here, your wife is in the house. It's your last time. It's your last time. Pastor, she'll say that because of the children. Who is the head of the house? When you want to eat fufu and uh, uh, you know how to say, I'm the man of the house, cook it for me. When you should now order them and bring them to church, you are now giving me excuses. Come on. If you are the man of the house, rise up like the man of the house and bring your family to church. And stop giving us excuses. Hey, last time. Please, if you are sitting by a, 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 a gentleman, tell them, please, mommy says it's your last time. It's your last time. <laughs> your last time. Hallelujah. Yeah. Help her. Bundle them all. They must all come. Yeah. Amen. But as you do, when God chooses you, he chooses you to bless your life. Yeah. He chooses you to bless your life. He chooses you to change your life. The children of Israel, they went fully with everything. They didn't leave anything behind. And you see, even as they were going, they had not even fully answered the call even when God blessed them financially. Said, so go back to the people who you have been working for. All the wages they have not paid you for the past 430 years, they will pay all. They will pay all. And truly, when they went, the Bible said that God gave them favor. The Egyptians gave them, gave, just threw things at them until by the time they were leaving, the Egyptians were in poverty. They had nothing. Meanwhile, they gave it. They didn't steal it. They gave it. Answer the call. Tonight, God is calling some people. Stand to your feet. He's calling some people. You're going to transition from being just called to being chosen. In these few minutes, begin to pray. Don't just shout a prayer at God. Inspect your life. Inspect your life and see. How will you know if you are chosen? You will see it from the fruit. It says, for you see your calling. You see it by the fruit it has generated. I want you to begin to pray. Talk to God about yourself. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Hey, are you praying or you are joking? Talk to God tonight. Shama Sundelebea. Me candalabra sama shundu de buya. Me shandola buya. Mindala baba la baba. Riba sundola baba la baba la baba. Riba sundola baba la baba la baba la baba. Mosha <laughs> 
how much in Many Oh, 
many obstacles in your way but tonight you are breaking through every obstacle you are coming through every obstacle you are coming through every obstacle you are coming through every obstacle to serve him to serve him Shama standing there and you sense that God is dealing with you please it's not a call it's not a general call for prayer but there are a few people here you can sense that God is dealing with you as the word came you said this is my message and you can feel that God is dealing with you 
I want you to come forward. I just want to pray with you. nobody at all and you think that why would God use somebody like me but it's you he's looking for tonight it's you he's looking for anointing is coming upon you tonight. A fresh anointing is coming upon you tonight. A fresh anointing is coming upon you. There's a young lady here. Hold on for me. Hold on for me, please. There's a young lady here. You have dreamt, you have seen yourself either on a stage preaching or in a church preaching and you have said it cannot be possible but you are here tonight. I want you to just Please continue. Just help us. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. A fresh A fresh Young lady, come to me, please. Come to me. Are you the one? Yeah. Just stand here. Jesus. Come and stand here. The Lord who said it, he is faithful. And he will do it. And he will do it. Father, what you have said, do. Confirm it tonight. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus. Let the fire of God come upon her. Let the fire be in her mouth. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. I hear in my ear. Another level. Another level. Another level. Another level. Another level. have a problem but actually God is talking to you he's calling you if you will answer 
he'll be telling you what to be talking about, what to be praying about. Come to me right now. Wherever you are, don't let me talk for a long time. Just run and come. Just run and come. Just run and come. Who is it? Just run and come before I continue. Just come. You've been wondering, why is it I can't sleep? I wake up too much. I wake up too much. Yeah, brother, come. Come, start. Lift it up. Just keep standing. Lift up your two hands. You see, that thing is a precious thing. It's a precious thing. It's a precious thing. From now, when you wake up like that, say, Lord, speak. Your servant hears. He will speak to you. Receive it. And you will pray it through. Those topics, you will pray them through. It's between you and God. Father, as you call this man, Mark Habas, Lord, anointing, anointing, help me. Hold on for me. You see, let me just say something here. I feel that I need to say it to bless the house. When God calls a man like that to just set time aside and pray, it's costly because you're spending time praying. Me calling in the night will cost you your sleep. And you wonder what's going on. Reverend, a young man in my church was called like that. Prays. He prays for months. He's praying. Praying. Always praying. Always praying. Always. It's difficult because he has other things to do. He works. He came to tell me that he was going to get married and we were getting ready for this marriage it was in prayer hold on please hold on hold on it was in prayer he was praying one day when god told him the woman you are about to marry she has something to confess to you when i talk about it i still get emotional in prayer if he had not been a praying man, please, the pianist should hold on. Learn to obey instructions. If he had not been in prayer, he would have married something he never knew. As he was there, for eight months, the one had been sleeping with another man. Eight months. Eight months. But because as you pray like that, you become God's friend. You become his friend. So God told him, what is it that you must Tell me about that you have not said. There it is. You have been rescued. God will bless your life. If I prayed over you, please step back so that I can pray over the other. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Please continue. Come. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain. Hold on for me. Eh? There's an old song. I don't know if the organist can help us. Do you remember the song Covenant Keeping God? Yeah, pick it up. Can you both sing it? I'll check a crack. Okay, sing it. I don't know. Just there is no one like you. Alpha and Omega. There is no one like you. you stand as you give yourself to him every promise he has made concerning you it shall come to pass it shall come to pass it shall come to pass his name is Jehovah hey Jesus Jesus as the mention of your heart Yeah. 
ancestors by fire. Yeah. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you see, everything he said, he kept it. He did it. Tonight, the Lord will do what he has promised to do. The promise he made to you, he will keep that promise. Oh, yes. Just receive it tonight. As we are ending, just lift up your hands tonight. Just receive a blessing from him tonight. Somebody you were doubting and you were saying, I have served you all these years. What has happened? Just continue. Believe him again. He will do what he said he will do. There is no lie in the Holy Ghost. There is no shadow of turning. Abraham had no child when he changed his name. But he has become the father of many nations. He has been claimed by the Christians. Claimed by the Jews claimed by the Muslims. I tell you, his children are more than he ever thought. Lift up your hands tonight and receive that promise from the Lord. And receive that baptism of fire from the Lord. And receive another dose of the anointing from the Lord. Receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. In the name of Jesus. Receive it, receive it, receive it. Receive it tonight. In the name of Jesus. God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, you are the God of Elijah.
such things? Do you like such things? Or you don't like such things? If you like the Holy, the touch of the Holy Spirit, then lift up your hands and receive it tonight. Father, let a fire run among your women in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes. Let a fire run among your women. In the name of Jesus. 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 Bring this baby to me. Set a fire. Set a fire. Jesus. Set a fire. There's a little Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. from just being called to being chosen and because of that Lord we know that major things are going to be happening with us we thank you we thank you we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus and everyone shall say amen and amen